Hey, thanks for tuning in for the weigh-in, Monday, February 3rd. It's been quite a week and not much progress, but we'll talk about it. You're welcome. And thank you for coming back. It's Bob. It's been a week. We did it. I hope I hope you guys have made some progress towards your goals. Uh, I kind of did. Um, last week I was at 297. And I just stepped off the scale a minute ago. Which maybe a little bit of this is like my morning coffee and a snack that I had earlier. But it was a cheat week, and I leaned into it, had a little bit too much fun uh, for Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, basically, at the end of the day, I just stepped off the scale at 296.5 pounds, so I only lost a half a pound over this entire week, um, which the main thing is, I I had some really good success since the last time we talked, um, basically... I was at 297 last week, and throughout the week, I was doing good with my diet. I was doing good with the exercise. Um, I was dropping almost like a pound a day, which, I mean, I, I feel like it was a little bit inflated last week, too, because I the previous week, I'd gotten down to 295, and then by the time the weigh-in came around last Monday, I was up to 297. This week, I got down to 291.6, and then decided on Saturday... That when I had the show with Brandon T. Jackson, uh, I was going to loosen up my diet a little bit. And I had like a soda and some potato skins that were left over. And then Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday. We watched the Kansas City Chiefs, who are from Missouri, beat the San Francisco 49ers in a pretty good football game. Uh, But we had ordered pizza uh, because Amanda is getting ready to start her own journey of healthy eating and we wanted to do one last hurrah so we got pizza hut and i enjoyed me some pizza hut and uh let's see there was more to it than that though too uh but i totally binge ate a little bit over the last couple of days and here we are so still progress Uh, i need to work on making sure that i don't go so out of control uh when i allow myself to eat non-healthy food um, because this is definitely not the type of setback that I want to have. I mean, at, at my weight, though, that could be retaining some water. That could be just some big meals. Um, but yeah, five-pound weight fluctuations are definitely not where I want to go, especially not in the upward direction. Um, so I'm going to try and be strict over the next week and not have any cheats between uh, recording sessions here. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good week. I was doing a lot of protein shakes for lunch, um, instead of a full on meal, just do the protein shakes. Then I still hit, um, my protein goals or get close to that macro while also taking in enough fats, doing things like avocado or MCT oil in my coffee, along with the supplements I've been doing. And the thing is, I, I know how to lose weight at this point where I'm at and I'm exercising, I'm walking at least a mile or two every day at work. And on top of that, I 
have been doing like the kettlebell exercises with like some push-ups and other cardio and stuff uh, in my basement in the morning or evening. So definitely been doing good on that. But by the time the weekend came around this weekend, I had given up. So 296.5 is where we have landed. And um, now that uh, the family situation, we're all we're all working on eating healthy. It'll get even easier because uh, my support system will be in it with me. So uh, that I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, it was a good week this last week here. We had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we had the new open mic bucket club where we had comedians from all over the state put their names in a bucket, pull them out for three minutes of stage time. It went much better than I thought it would because um, I always just want to put on comedy shows that I would really want to be a part of. And I get really paranoid that people aren't going to have fun at these shows or feel like it's worthwhile because uh, like the people from Ann Arbor, that's like an hour, 45, two hour drive. So really appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, had some people from Grand Rapids and Lansing and Detroit. Uh, so really all over the spectrum. Met a lot of really funny people. Like Michigan Comedy is uh, in a really good place. And uh, I already have a couple of those people come and do uh, showcases at Shakespeare's as well. So expanding the lineups here uh, for some more people that I haven't had a chance to see before. So Bucket Club needs a little bit of fine tuning. I ended up uh, just communicating the lineups through our Facebook chat by the end of the night, which worked out really well. So I'll probably just need to make sure I've got a number two in command since I'm going to be on the stage introducing people, or maybe I can find a way not to do it, not have to do it from the stage. Uh, maybe God might get from the booth. And then uh, basically uh, I did record it. So I was planning on releasing that in some chunks as like bonus podcast episodes or something like that. Um, but basically we got through about 37 comedians and then Eric Lau and Ian James and Ella Horwadell and Kean Straub, they all went and did some extra time at the end of the night. So I think everyone had fun. We had a picture of everyone having fun uh, for the most part. And I thank you to everyone who came out to be a part of that show. That was great. And then Saturday... Um, was the show with Brandon T. Jackson at Kellogg Arena. Thank you to Brandon T. Jackson and Kellogg Arena and uh, Richard Mathis for asking me to be a part of that show. Uh, Ron Rigby and Josh Pittman did a great job as well. Uh, but honestly, it's a, it's a, they do a good job to put together a show. Like, I mean, I, I couldn't, I never really went out to like the crowd side to hear what the sound actually sounded like, but it seemed like the crowd could hear everyone appropriately. Like everyone was there to enjoy comedy and laugh. Like it's a big, big room. Uh, Cause you're literally doing uh comedy in an arena, not packed to the brim, but they had it set up for like 500 people on the floor. They had like curtains to kind of cut down on the empty space, like gigantic curtains that like go the length and the width of the room. Um, so that kind of made it more of a room. Uh, I mean, ideally, like you want the acoustics to be more tight. You want the laughter to be held in so you can hear it. Cause that was the weirdest thing on stage is I couldn't really hear the laughter that much. Cause it all just kind of dissipates in, in the air above. So like, that's the problem with like an arena. If you're not doing like a couple thousand people, like it's, it's just going to, the laughter is going to dissipate. So you just kind of have to do your thing. Um, but I really, I really look forward to seeing what else they do there and hopefully being able to put on more shows with them would be a lot of fun. They have a lot of cool ideas coming up. Um, 
Brandon Jackson was hilarious, and uh, the the staff was all very very accommodating. Uh, apparently, we weren't as popular as Donald Trump, though. Unfortunately, because <laughs> uh, he packed that place out. Apparently, that was a interesting experience for the operations manager. Um, he got he got one of those Donald Trump sharpies. Uh, <laughs> it's a great pen, fantastic pen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show went well. Um, I made it to the show in one piece, but uh, on my way there, I saw a crazy car accident that I've never seen before. Uh, watched some car roll over like eight times. That was very concerning. I was trying to see if there was like a news story about it because you'd think if someone crashes like that, it would be in the news, but I haven't seen anything yet. But basically, I was going from 94 to 131 to go southbound to eastbound. And then all of a sudden, it's a rain-slicked road. Like, definitely not the type of dry pavement for shenanigans to where you might be safe to go whipping around. It's kind of a conditions of like, uh, if I don't have to be anywhere, I don't really want to drive. And I'm certainly going to go, at the very most, the speed limit, not any faster because it's dangerous out here. Because you couldn't see, there's like barely that much visibility. Like you could only see clearly, like maybe a couple hundred feet, thousand feet. Um, you could see taillights further. Like that's how I could track this dude. But basically, I'm in the 40 mile an hour ramp between highways, and I'm in the right side lane. There's cars in the passing lane, and then all of a sudden, this car zooms up behind me, like no signs of slowing down. And I'm just like, okay, dude, I don't know where you're going. And then he had an idea, though, because he rides to my right on the rumble strips in the emergency lane going over a bridge. Like, he goes past me going 70 or 80. He had to have been. Just zooms right by. I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? And the only thing I could think about was, holy crap, like, this dude is going straight reckless. Like, the conditions are terrible out today. Like, it's this type of situation where you're just like, I'm going to see that person further down the road and they're either going to be um, they're either going to be in a ditch or they're going to be pulled over by a police officer. Like, that's the kind of vibe. Like, you always think about that when you see someone driving or raging on the road. And I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Like if he was chasing after someone or if he's just pissed off about traffic or what's happening, but he's not getting anywhere and he's just still trying to floor it because he passes me and then the emergency lanes go away. So he doesn't have anywhere else to go. He's in a little shitbox hatchback that really doesn't have the horsepower to support this kind of reckless ass driving. Uh, so he ends up getting cut off by someone who doesn't realize that they just cut this person off because they're just minding their own business. And he's like obviously pissed and he's jumping back and forth between lanes as quickly as he can. And then we get onto the highway right before Oakland. Like literally it was like probably within a three mile stretch. Like he didn't even make it to West and just like one exit uh, that he fucked up. Cause I see him just zoom onto the highway. He cuts over like three lanes just to get on. And then he keeps like getting into like racing altercations with other people that are in the third lane like the second passing lane that's there because normally it's a two-lane highway but it's so busy through Kalamazoo that they have a third lane over there and I just see his taillights and I see him like speeding up slowing down speeding up slowing down dipping between different lanes and everything and then I don't know if he meant to get off at Oakland or what happened 
because literally the next exit, like there's an extra lane, like a fourth lane to where you could stay from the highway, ride that lane all the way to the Oakland exit. I think it's like less than two miles, probably now that I'm thinking about it. But basically he all of a sudden, like he's about a thousand feet in front of me and I can see his taillights. And then all of a sudden, like the brakes come on and they sustain for a second. And then it swerves. Like it looked almost like he tried to hit a U-turn uh, to go onto the off ramp or off the on ramp. Like if there was another car coming, he would have obliterated them because Basically, he just Tokyo drifted, did not hit the tr like pavement still. He was going way too fast. And as soon as his car hit the gravel, it just starts rolling. And I'm literally like a minute behind, <laughs> like maybe not that, but like literally like 20 seconds behind him because I'm going 60 or 70. And by the time I make it up there, like the car is just still tumbling. I'm like, holy shit. Did that just happen? And I'm like on my way to Battle Creek though. And I have like no sympathy for this person, but I'm just like, okay, I need to like call the emergency services at the very least and like let them know something happened. So I call them up and like, I'm just like, yeah, I just saw some motherfucker. Like I explained the whole situation. Like he was driving recklessly in the on-ramp. Like I was just like, he passed me and I just observed him go all the way up the road, swerving around. And then fucking the crash happened they're just like what's your name sir i'm like dude like i don't have any other pertinent information for you he's like are you on the scene it's like no i'm hurtling down the road myself this is dangerous i'm not a snitch click <laughs> but yeah it was it was just i've never seen an accident as violent as that like literally just like door panels like from his geo metro or whatever it is some shitty toyota shitbox from the 1980s just going like I, I have a crappy car and this is somehow crappier than mine. Um, but I don't know. I hope, I hope that he's okay. Um, I don't know. I like, the thing is, I know I was like literally just swearing at this guy, just like, Jesus, like you're terrible. Like, why are you doing this? Like, cause the fact that he passed me in the right hand lane, if he would have lost control, he's putting me into danger. So I know I had some choice words for him. And I'm just like thinking about how this relates to like some other material I have about driving and like flipping someone off. And I'm just like, what if that bad karma that I put on him, like made me some sort of wizard. I'm just like, my curse on him was like the straw that broke the assholes hatchback. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on that as a bit now. Uh, comedy happens in real life, in real time, in strange places and ways. Um, hopefully, uh, the world enjoys it more than, uh, Battle Creek at Kellogg Arena on, uh, Saturday, because it, it went all right, but I don't, I don't think I did amazing by any means, but I, I couldn't not talk about it, even though it just happened. Um, I felt like that was the most appropriate thing to talk about. I was just like... He must have been in a hurry to make it to this show, but he's not here, obviously. Um, but yeah, just trying to get back on track. I, I need to not have every time that I'm doing a check-in podcast about this, like saying, hey, I need to get back on track, or hey, I ate too much food. My name's Bob. That's why I weigh 330 pounds. Um, but I mean, that still puts me down to the 35 pounds less than the beginning. Um but yeah, oh my God, did I have 
some good food in the meantime. Well, not even like, I think that's the main thing. Like when I really think about it, it's like, oh, I had some good food. And it's like, did I really have food that was worth it? Like literally I had pancakes from IHOP, which were tasty, but really pancakes from IHOP, like you can do better than that. I had some main street potato skins. I only had like two of them. I mainly ate the cheese. So that one wasn't even that bad. Um, I think the amount of potato that I ate would have still been keto. Um, just the fact that I need to eat some more greens in general, uh, when I'm eating keto, cause I can't just keep eating beef jerky and cheese and, uh, calling it a day. Like I, I hit my macros. Give me more butter. Um, yeah, the potato skins were good. I had some pretzels with some cheese in the middle. Those honestly, those are pro probably what got me to over 300 again is those soft pretzels with cheese. Um, but yeah, then I had pizza hut pizza and some wings. That was fantastic. Um, I, I think I had some soda in the meantime, like lately I've been drinking diet Coke every once in a while and I have that craving, but honestly, I probably need to cut that out completely. Cause I know that the aspartame and, uh, like the sodium content in that is probably not very good for overall ketosis. But I think, I think one of my main goals is just trying to figure out now that I'm getting the hang of it in general, like just trying to figure out like not only hitting my macros, which I'm doing a lot better at, like I've been paying more attention to making sure that I stay beneath the carbs while also hitting enough fat content to use for energy while also getting enough protein as well. Um, and like making sure I'm very close to the suggested range and the ratios so that my body becomes a fat burning machine. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I would like to be down to 290 by this time next week because I feel like a lot of this is just fluff weight. Like, it's hard to tell. Like, I wonder, like, I sit here and wonder about it. Like, when you gain, like, a lot of weight in that kind of time frame, like, how much of that is your body holding on to excess water because you're not drinking enough water and you're eating, like, a dirty, dirty person. Um, but yeah, I was down to 292 and I feel like I could get back in that range but maybe i'll just shoot for 290 in the next week here um but i'm still happy with my progress and i'm happy with what i'm doing for exercise so i still don't feel the need necessarily to give my money to a gym um that's not really my speed right now um but yeah i i think probably one of the major things i don't know if i talked about it yet um, but really one of the major things for really improving my ability to lose weight and keep things on my own terms is just in general, like I, I feel a lot of times in my life is one of the main way, the main things that caused it to be difficult to try and manage my own weight is if I failed to decouple my eating habits from other people's. Like, especially at that time, if you already have a snack or something and then someone's like, hey, let's go get X or let's go have some beers. Let's go get some nachos. Like, let's go order food from here. Like, yeah, it sounds great. And you could probably eat it. But do you need to eat it at that time? Or even just like uh, when it comes down to like, I want this. It's like, yeah, you can. I support you in your choice to whatever food you'd like. I am going to eat this instead. I don't want it to affect your choice because it's such a social thing and it's so hard um, and there's so much pressure to like be involved with the ritual of eating with someone else and it's so cultural, um, but it doesn't have to be 
it doesn't have to decide or dictate like what your patterns are or what works for you. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely one of the hardest parts for me to stick to things like that. Cause it's just like, Oh shit, that sounds good. And I want some too. <laughs> um, that was, I think that's the slogan for my weekend is, Oh shit, that sounds good. I want some too. Let's run it. Boom. So yeah, that's, I need to be better about decoupling that unless, unless the choices are more healthy for me and fit within what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, because you can still eat with someone else, but eat, eat food that's appropriate for your current diet. Cause I mean, maybe that other person hasn't had a meal in 20 hours and that's the only thing they're going to eat. Uh, so they eat a bus, like <laughs> you, you let them do you, them and you do you and uh have fun with an avocado or some shit um i don't know i've been doing a lot of uh been doing a lot of salads for lunch too like it well either lunch or like a dinner type thing because i'm trying to do um like 18.6 for the intermittent fasting um which i did better at last week for sure like right now i'm just eating whatever whenever um but today and tomorrow um getting back onto it like ideally i'd like to try and do like 24 but that just seems completely unreasonable with my schedule i'd have to wait until like four o'clock in the afternoon to have my first meal um but adam and i were talking about setting up another another long-term fast where both of us are going to try and do it um because within the next week here we should be recording our next episode together and that should be out by um the 16th i believe um we're shooting to release those halfway through the month, uh, each month. So we'll do, have that once a month along with the weigh-ins, if not more often. Um, but yeah, like I do, I'll usually do like a salad, um, with a little bit of dressing. Cause there's a lot of dressings that aren't really too far out of whack for, um, like if you use, you got to measure everything out though, but literally like one tablespoon of ranch usually only has like three carbs or something, depending on the brand. Um, I found like a thousand island, a thousand island dressing that had like three net carbs. So that's a pretty big win, but I'll just do like spinach and I'll load it up with like avocado or cucumbers, um, put some feta in there or something, uh, cheese it up and, uh, maybe some olives to snack on and then either chicken or tuna as the protein that goes with it. Cause honestly, those are two meats that are really good for just getting just lean proteins, so you can add your fat elsewhere, like from the dressing or whatever. Um, but that's been working well for me um, for a, an easy meal. So I, I think that's one of the main things is just I don't want to have to sit here and worry about cooking a giant meal every time I want to eat well. Um, oh, I also uh, made some pretty lean just burgers uh, last week. That was pretty good. Just eating them plain or with a little bit of A1 sauce wasn't too bad. Yeah, it has a lot of sugar in it, but um, not very many carbs. So I need to I need to look into that probably with like all these uh, pre-made dressings I'm looking at. Because when I'm really trying to be strict, I'll just put like a little bit of mayo, uh, maybe some Dijon uh, in with the tuna or the uh, chicken for the salad. Um, but yeah. Oh, I also had Taco Bell. Fuck, I forgot about that. I had Taco Bell on Saturday super late at night. So honestly, that was probably a pound and a half on itself. And I didn't even eat, like, the bad Taco Bell. I got, like, a Power Bowl but that had a bunch of rice in it, some beans, chicken, guac. 
yeah, that was probably a terrible move. I probably just should have had one taco and called it a day. Because honestly, that after like one and a half things that I ate, because I had a taco and a burrito, and I ate that whole Power Bowl, it's like after I had like half of that taco, I was just like, I could have stopped it here. Or I could have just like ate the filling and like not thrown myself off as much or uh, even waited till like the next day and then been like, oh, that doesn't sound good anymore. But I'm glad I went. I didn't have like the Baja Blast I normally get when I go to Taco Bell. So that could have been like eight pounds in one go. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, we still have a thick contingent in Virginia. Uh, if you're not just FBI agents, uh, holler at us. Tell us who you are. Um, California, Illinois, those are some other pretty good listenerships. And uh, Ontario, Canada, representing pretty hard. So, I mean, everyone, like, we want to we want to hear from you. So, I mean, if you, if you have any goals that you guys are working on, um, definitely let us know. Uh, keep being positive, like, spreading that good energy around. Like, just keep your head up. Like, maybe... Maybe this year hasn't had the best start, and maybe you, maybe you haven't started a goal yet. It's never too late to start. Like honestly, it's better to start now with a new goal than like get caught up in the New Year's resolutions, because I feel like those are just easy to go. Oh, like maybe next year. Like no, don't give yourself until next year. Like make yourself a goal right now and try to accomplish it. Maybe give yourself a a, a goal to work towards that. At the end of it, you'll be rewarded by more than just the goal. Like maybe you can buy yourself a treat. Like when I get down to, I think it's going to be 75 pounds because I don't want to wait that long. But when I get, when I hit my goal, I am going to buy myself a new television for no apparent reason, but I need me some 4Ks in my life. Uh, so I'm going after it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I do erase some of my thermometer here. I need to make a weight loss thermometer for, the hundred pounds, but I made it up to about the 40% mark and now I'm back down to like the 35% mark. So it's pretty, pretty, uh, big loss with the market, the weight market today. Uh, so wish me luck. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll print some money. We'll quantitative ease some of this, uh, weight loss, uh, Botox and liposuck some of that fat out of there. Uh, this week on Thursday, February 6th, down at Shakespeare's, we have the very funny Brent Terhune, and Jared Hibbs is opening for him as well. And uh, I think there's someone else, and I'm sorry in advance that I'm not remembering it off the top of my head, who I asked to open for him as well. Um, that's going to be a funny show. $10 at the door, 7 bucks if you get in advance. Brent is from Indianapolis. He has been on Bob and Tom a whole bunch of times. He is very funny. Um, he makes very hilarious political satire videos about uh, like a, a hypocritical Trump supporter that is fantastic. Uh, you should check out his YouTube page and come watch him do comedy on Thursday. It's going to be a fantastic time. And then on Valentine's Day, Sammy McCrory is going to be hosting a lineup of all-female comedians from Kalamazoo and throughout the state uh, telling stories about bad dates and doing jokes about dating in general. That's going to be five bucks at the door. That's going to be a good time. Uh, bring your date, uh, bring yourself to meet a date. Who cares? Um, something to do on Valentine's Day. That show is going to be at 9 o'clock uh, on Friday the 14th. Uh, I think that's scarier than Friday the 13th. Uh, but we got a bunch of funny people. We've got like uh, Cindy Rockwell, Kara Williams. Uh, we have Mandy Elaine, Emily Moe, um, Ryla Gray, 
and uh, Sarah Smith are supposed to be part of it as well. Um, and Angelica Lee from Grand Rapids also. So a bunch of funny people hosted by Sammy McCrory, a uh, good friend of mine, good Kalamazoo comedian. She's the normal host of Louie's uh, Trophy House open mic every Tuesday and run some other great shows around Kalamazoo. Um, let's see, what else do we have coming up? Um, February 20th is going to be another new comedian show slash open mic at Shakespeare's. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna shelve the bucket club for a little while. Um, but we'll probably do another one of those, but February 20th is just going to be a regular open mic. Um, so hope to see you there that maybe I'll stack that one up with some funny people. Cause we also have, uh, the open mic on March 19th, which is going to be the eight year anniversary um, so I think I'm going to put a bunch of new people. Well, actually I should put all the new people on the 20th and then put all the heavy hitters on the 19th. So there'll be something for everybody on either one. Uh, March 4th is going to be Ian Abramson at Shakespeare's lower level. That's a Wednesday, uh, March 7th. I'm going to be in Ann Arbor with Brian McCree at the Ohm of medicine, uh, dispensary. That's going to be crazy. Uh, March 21st, we have Haywood banks at Shakespeare's lower level. April 2nd, we have another comedy rumble with Brett Hayden, uh, mainly just asking for signups from Kalamazoo people right now, uh, but I will be opening that up uh, to others here shortly after we get a chance for the locals to sign up. Uh, Pauly Shore is coming back to Shakespeare's on March 15th, and then we have Dave Stone uh, from... well, he's from the Boogie Monster podcast, but he's a good dude, uh, very funny, hilarious, uh, one of one of my favorite comedians. Uh, he he understands the struggle of being a a chubby person, and uh, he he's hilarious. So, you guys should check that out. Check out his podcast with Kyle Kinane, uh, the Boogie Monster. And uh, as always, you guys send us an email at ywfspod at gmail dot com if you have any questions. Or want to get in touch about anything if you want to have questions about the show uh you can follow me or follow the show on on facebook for facebook.com slash ywfs pod uh on instagram and twitter at ywfs pod um yeah come to our facebook page interact with us be part of the community uh tell me i'm fat whatever you want to do uh to motivate me uh maybe we'll do some more polls on there um, but we'll have adam back in the studio soon uh, he still has not gone to a fast food restaurant yet. Um, and me and him are going to be fasting soon. Uh, that's going to be great. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm sure that next episode is going to be full of fun. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I hope that you see less of me next time. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And we want you to listen to another Another episode episode podcast. podcast. Each week, we bring in a comedian to help us talk about our awkward teen years. And the movies that got us through it. We talk about movies like Stand By Me. Clueless. Little Shop of Horrors. Baseballs. And so many more. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and anywhere you find your podcasts. So we look forward to you joining us on another another episode episode podcast. podcast. Keep that.